Hello, and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real raw truths for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavota, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risking ridicule or even risk the loss of their professional status as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find here at the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. Hi, y'all. This is Sasha here for two quick announcements before we get on to our interview for today. First of all, if you are looking for quality supplements, quality tonic herbs, some specialty food items, and you're in and around Calgary, then please go check out Lotus Herbal Health, a great family-run store that has two locations in Calgary. You can find them at lotusherbalhealth.ca to find out where their locations are, or you can shop online and they will pretty much deliver anywhere. So quality supplements, tonic herbs, great staff, check out lotusherbalhealth.ca. Secondly, I want to announce the relaunch of my program called Your Conscious Pregnancy and Parenting Guide, which consists of experts in their fields around the world on consciousness and parenting and education and nutrition and dentistry and homeopathy and more. This is a program I created after my son was born about 10 years ago, a little bit more than that. And I am now very concerned after the events of 2020 for our future generations. And I believe the time is now for conscious parenting and for conscious parents to rise up and take, to take back our pregnancies and our births and our parenting and the resilience of our children and of future generations. The time is now. We change the course of history by changing the course of our future generations. And we do that by consciously raising them, consciously birthing them, consciously conceiving them, feeding them good food, and taking back the responsibility of raising healthy, well-adjusted, robust people. Resilience. It's time to build resilience. So please go check out sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide, and you'll be able to check out all of the amazing material in there. It's time for us to understand how our worldviews are formed, how our self-views are formed, and how to impact that and how that impacts the society on a whole. So check it out, sovereigncollective.org forward slash get the guide. And now on to the show. Hey everyone, it's Sasha here with another episode for the Sovereign Collective podcast. And today I am also with my hubby who is co-interviewing Angela today. We have Angela from Sovereign by Design and we're gonna be getting into some more important information around living in the private, moving forward into uh, living in a world that we want to live in with the people that we want to associate with, all sorts of juicy stuff. I actually don't know a lot about Angela, so I'm going to let her introduce herself. We're going to be getting into trusts and all sorts of good stuff. I'm going to be here asking the questions on trusts for dummies because it's not my huge area of expertise. Tim is going to be dealing probably with more advanced stuff. And together, we hope we're going to help you understand trust a little bit more and anything else, a whole bunch of more information around how to be successful in the private and how to create the world that you want to live in, given what we're dealing with. 
in the world these days. So thanks so much, Angela, for joining me today. I don't know, I didn't introduce your name fully. So please- oh, that's my full name, Angela's good. Angela's good, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Angela, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We already had some really juicy tidbits shared, so we'll get back into those. But please tell us who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, how you came to be doing what you are doing now. Great, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, to be with you here today. And um, so, yeah, I'm the co-creator of Sovereign by Design. And I say co-creator because I believe creator is, um, you know, a co-creator with me in that. And um, <clears throat> I probably started this journey maybe five, six years ago, somewhere in there, maybe seven years ago. And uh, what really got me into it is uh, I was in uh, well, actually, what started me down the rabbit hole of understanding uh, anything was wrong in the world was, geez, back when my daughter was about three and a half, she's 18 now, she had welts all over her body. So I started really digging into what was going on with her system and where then I started bumping into, uh, we got her tested and she was off the charts allergic to a lot of things, including gluten. And so I kept digging and digging what's going on. This isn't natural for us to have these kinds of things when we're three years old what's the root cause of this and then I bumped into all the chemicals in the food and the glyphosate and what was happening even here in Canada with all our farmers and the conversion of farmers going from you know chemicals they used to use to now this glyphosate and which um which I fully believe brought on the whole you know um dam opening on the gluten-free movement was the glyphosate and the ripping of the the oh. intestinal lining and um, from the chemical over, over overload or overload. But from there, um, then that was my first introduction to like, you know, anything even being wrong in the world was this, this, you know, these chemicals and the big companies and how this was being handled. And, um, and then um, we carried on, we ran a gluten-free company out of Vancouver uh, for about eight years, worst eight years of my life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Crashed that company good and hard after about eight years. I was so happy to be out of it. Anyways, um, at that time, I was um, I was kind of in the in the in flux, and I think that was when the Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and that started coming out. And so I was already kind of digging into what was going on in the world and losing lots of friends over my opinion just on that you know just at that level yeah. and um and so I was on Facebook with this girl that I used to connect with and I was like you know I need some new friends like friends that <laughs> not new friends but I, I I she lived on the island I lived in Vancouver and we were so much on the same page I'm like do you know anybody that's in Vancouver because it just felt so lonely, right? This journey, unless you're connecting with other people and finding your tribe, it can be really lonely if you have different perspective. And um, so she introduced me to this, this gentleman in Vancouver who was just a, like an absolute brilliance in the area of you know, the birth certificates and the trusts. And he had been down that path for the last 10 years or so. And I was like, I got introduced to it. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is how we fix Canada. This is how we fix this land, right? Is what he was introducing me to. This whole thing of just Canada's not, you know, Canada's a corporation and there's actually another jurisdiction 
and he introduced me to the private versus the public jurisdiction. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. This is exactly it. I still feel that way today. Yeah. And so I, he didn't have stuff compiled out of his brain. Right. So it was just like having to come to him to be that guru. And so I was like, we've got to get this onto paper and get it out of your brain and onto where other people can start to learn it. Right. It's not just all in your head because he was like talking to, you know, a PhD at this stuff. And it's like one of my skill sets is taking that after it finally sinks into my head and really bringing it down. So a seven-year-old an eight-year-old can understand it, right. Or understand it. And so I worked with him for a few years on doing that and really learned a lot about, um, you know, the private and trust and jurisdiction and the general executor and all of that and what was happening with the birth certificates and, you know, how money is actually runs, how money is actually created and runs our countries, not anything like we think, right? It's so upside down and backwards and we're, or, or, or it might not even be upside down and backwards. It's just not what we're told how it runs. So when we hear it for the first time, it's like, what, what are you even talking about? And so, um, so then I started Sovereign by Design to, with the goal of um, learning from these people that had all this knowledge and that really had proven successes in what they were doing to a certain extent um, and trying to digest it and bring it out in the simplest fa fashion for, um, possible for other Canadians to learn from. And so on Sovereign by Design, you can log in and there's there's about four free modules of really great information for people who are truly new into the space, right? just walks them through a lot of information. And then, um, and then after, uh, after a bit, I kind of worked with a couple other people in, in, in Canada. And then I, through the sovereign Squamish government, um, I was uh, lucky enough to have um, uh, CM Capilano, who is the, one of the heirs to a large part of British Columbia, the Capilano suspension bridge and the Capilano name. Mm. and um, come into my home for the last six months of his life and him and his wife lived with us and um, and he passed about a year April 12th of last year that's so it's June so it's been April May June so it's been almost 14 15 months and you know what his body is still in the morgue in what? Fraser Valley because they will not release his body unless the wife signs up, uh, signs off on the fact that he's Fred Gerald Johnson, because they will not accept, because he was taken at six years old and he was put into residential schools and right. they took those children and they slapped birth certificates on them right. so that they could corporatize their names so that they can create the slave system that we live in today. And he, once he left residential school, thank God he survived that, um, he ripped up all the and threw, sent it back to the queen and said, this is not who I am. He knew who he was at six years old. He had a name, right? CM Capilano Capilano. And so um, the wife will not sign off on the fact that he's Fred Gerald Johnson because that's fraud. That's not who he is. Mm -hmm. And so they will not issue a death certificate because they need to be able to cash out on that name for their accounting, right? So they will not release the body. It's so crazy, right? But they tell us that everything's 
they're honoring the the first peoples and the natives yeah right yeah so anyway <laughs> I that was a major learning curve for me in that six months of a lot of the truth about things and how yeah. the band councils of the natives have been taken over and corporatized too so you know it looks like they're uh, you know, working with the natives and the first peoples, but truly they're not, they're not working with the real ones who stand in the private. They're working with the ones who are prepared to sell their soul and become corporatized government agents, essentially. Right. Right. Yes. So um, anyway, so that took me through a, a big learning curve and through them, I bumped into, um, and I work with a lady called Marsha Ann who does our wisdoms calling training which is our, our foundational sovereignty program. And I use the word sovereignty lightly, but um, we'll get into that. And, um, and she is the court for sovereign Squamish government. So she's been in the private for about 35 years and she's ran, she's been on the board of private trustees and trusts for over 35 years. So she's been through the gamut. She's been private for 35 years nobody's ever heard of her because she's been in the private but she is like oh my gosh she's like the amazing like wealth of knowledge about the private um both courts court processes trusts um the money system all of it right so um so we started a the wisdom's calling program on sovereign by design which really is our kind of our foundational program and then we started trust training and um, getting into private trusts. And she also does PMAs because that's just a natural part of, you know, trusts also, right? It's all in there. And, um, but she's one individual. And so right with her too, I was like, oh my gosh, we got to get this out of your head and onto paper. <laughs> and so we went through the same process of creating these, you know, getting it of her head and creating um, those programs. And so that's kind of my role has been, not only my own passion and desire to find a way to leave the world in a way different state for my girls and everybody's children, right? but um, to simplify it for my brothers and sisters, which is, you know, you guys and all other people on the planet. Um, but I'm, wasn't the expert at it. I just had a desire to help share the information and I also had a background in online marketing and marketing. And so I was able to help them get them into programs. And so that's really how Sovereign by Design started. And now we work with the Living Free community out of Australia, which is going really strong. And, um, and with the House of Marcus out of the United States for a piece of his process, uh, which we could get into too. But we spent about three months Canadianizing his documents because they were all in US. So me and a small team in Canada spent the last kind of three months Canadianizing those and they're pretty much ready to go now. Um, and so really the vision and the goal is to eliminate all the stuff that's not necessary in a way and go, okay, what do we really have to know? Because we don't have 15 years for everybody to try and figure this out. And we're dealing with a lot of capacities you know, my mom's in her 70s, she doesn't want to know all this stuff, right? How is she going to make it if she can't learn all the trust work and the PMAs and oh my gosh, right? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of different capacities. We have kids, we have seniors, we have a lot of different people. How are we, what's the easiest way for us to move into the private and essentially just step aside from this corporate, um, you know, uh, what do we call it? Corporatocracy. 
really, you know, this monopolized corporatocracy that's trying to take us into a one world government. How do we step aside from that? And that's really, and the easiest, fastest, most peaceful way, right? And that's what I've been kind of focused on is focusing on people who know what they're talking about in those areas and then trying to bring it together. Right. And I really appreciate that because there are a lot of people that have tried a lot of things over time through trial and error. They have come to a lot of solutions, which seems over time to have been simplified. Right. And I think that's really key because I think if it's true, it's generally going to be a little bit more simple than we think. I don't think it has to be as complicated. So, and it's really interesting that you came through this again through help. So many people come to going down the path of finding what is true through for through health problems, right? Because we know sure. that that's completely corrupt that whole part of our world and our- Yeah, the pharmaceutical. Um, yeah, yeah pharmaceutical, big pharma and big farm, right? Right together, just- Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get together very comfortably. <laughs> so yeah, so, well, thank you. That, that's great. So this has been quite a long path. It started a long time ago, but I really appreciate people like you that are- creating the platform for people like us that, you know, we, we dabbled into this like 15 yeah. years ago. The, the reason why I broke out into laughter is it's a very, it's a story that sounds very familiar. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know, what? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, so we got in, well, we, when we say we, that's mostly me, but you know, 15 <laughs> years ago, 2007 ish, we were really exposed to this. I got, I actually got hired by this millionaire guy to be his executive assistant for a year. Yeah, that's and, cool. And so I got sent all these courses and got paid to basically just study this stuff. Yeah, and that's awesome. He was like, what? But you can do things wrong, though. But you can do things wrong. And, you know, there's a lot of different offerings out there. There's a lot of different offerings, but I think the, you know, the most important element of it is where are you coming from? Like, who are you being while you're doing all of this? Because yes. you can complicate the shit out of this stuff. And I don't think it adds anything, right? So absolutely. You, you know, absolutely. You get, I agree. You, when you get back to and you and following that golden thread that goes back to how all, all these laws, acts, codes, codes, statues, and everything were actually created in the first place. Yeah. Then you can like, you know, we were doing the UCC and the 1099 OID stuff, like all that stuff. And people got hurt and people went to jail and like, you know, it's like, Ooh. yeah. So uh, uh, I think the time is right now. And, yeah. and, you know, when we hold this thing in a, in an honorable sacred way, then the right things will have a tendency to happen no matter kind of who you are and what you are after. Um, it'll show you because some, I don't know about you, but let me ask you this. I found that this, you know, <laughs> you use the word sovereignty and then you're kind of like, and I use that word lightly or, or something like that, right? Carefully. And I, I do too, because it was funny when we were coming up the name with, you know, the sovereign collective, I have issues with both of those words. I have an issue with sovereign and I have and an issue collective. with collective, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And how it all made sense to me is I developed a, this concept called autonomous interdependence in about 2008, like after all this, you know, study and stuff for working with this guy. And, and I was like, all right, what makes sense to me is autonomous interdependence. So autonomy is like, you got to be able to handle yourself. You got to figure yourself out. And then we do things interdependently with others. Right. So 
so that's the that when, when when we did sovereign collective idea that's where i was like okay i can put that to rest now because now now i know what it means because you know we we can dogmatize all of this language we totally yeah. can you know, like we can, you know. Yeah, I, to the point where you don't have any language left to use. You have no right. language. Right. You know? right. One person saying right. understanding, another one saying overstanding, mm-hmm. another one saying upstanding, like whatever. It's like, who am I when I'm saying it? And what do I mean? Which hat do I have on? And what place am I coming from that? And so exactly. I, I love, I love, you know, hearing your story. Like we had, you know, you and I had a little discussion a couple of weeks ago about yeah. your story and stuff, but it was so neat to kind of see the cohesive part. This part with the, uh, the elder, the the, uh, the First Nations elder, that is, uh, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, right? it was, oh my gosh, it was, you guys, it was such an honor in my life because um, you can go to their, the Sovereign Squamish government website and you can see the affidavit, there's two affidavits, affidavit one and affidavit two of um, what he submit to the Supreme Court of British Columbia, grievances against um, crimes against humanity. And like you know we think that this is not the this is not the shit they teach in schools right like my kids actually were in grade 11 when he came to live with us and maybe even the tail end of grade 10 and um and they just happened to be learning about you know indigenous studies at the time and it was, you know, they, and then I, you know, gave them his affidavit to read, which included that they knew who he was, right? Like he was levitating by the time he was four years old. And his mom was like, you don't do that. If they catch you doing that, they will, you will not be safe. Right. And then they captured him at about six and just ripped him out of his family, kidnapped him. They take him to, you know, um, Vancouver Island to this residential Catholic residential school and um and tortured him for his entire life like to the point where they knew who he was right they knew he was a cm they knew he was see the the true natives they they're in the way for this globalist system to come into canada because they hold the land claims to to the land mm-hmm. right yeah. and so the corporate orb overlords can't just come in and take what's not theirs they have these you know, native claims that are in their way. And so they've always stood in their way. And also they were very connected to nature, right? And the way that we need to be connected to nature with an intimate knowing that that's where we come from and all of our medicinal remedies can come from nature. And they were very in tune with that, right? Very in tune with that, even to the like how they pick the roots and eat the roots before they eat the berries and this comes before that and the honoring and all of that. And through that, we start to fill with wisdom, right? You get wisdom that just comes to you. Yes. And, you know, I practice that and I know that to be true. And so they didn't want any of that evidence left on the planet. So you need to get rid of those that can share that data. Right. Very dangerous to a to a to to a centralization agenda. Absolutely. Right. So. um, So I let them read his affidavit and, you know, there was things like you could see on his back. He had like cigarette burns that were still in his back because they would tie him to the poles and the bottom of the basement and, you know, sexually abuse him. And they would put him out in the snow 
um, and completely naked and make him stand in the snow until his legs were frozen. And then they would make, then they would say, okay, walk to where they, you know, walk to back to the house. And he couldn't walk because he was frozen. So he'd have to fall to his belly and use his arms to walk like this. And then they would beat the shit out of him for being weak, for not being able to walk. Like this is two incidences out of his entire time. He, 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 I have audio. Well, I wouldn't want to say that, but I have, you know, information of him sharing that he could smell the babies burning. They could hear the babies burning it, but they throw them into the furnace. Yeah. And it's like, this what is do you mean? Here, here in Canada, Angela, come on, you got right? to, you have, you like, must be exaggerating. But we honor the freaking natives, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause we're yeah. like, it just makes my blood boil. Anyway, I got to live with, um, and that really gave me a, a very, uh, you know, way much wider view and understanding of how this, uh, this corporate template comes down. But and uh, and I shared that with my kids. Yeah. An, so the honor was that like, because I had also trained to be a spiritual healing coach. And so I just felt like I got to sit and talk to him about Jesus and the inner child. And, um, you know, he was so, uh, he was just so kind and so um, humble. He was such a humble man. Wow. And, um, and just a joy and so much fun to be around too. And, uh, and it was such an honor for me to stand as one of the last, you know, Caucasian people that he would see on the planet and to be able to, on behalf of us all that weren't that evil to give him love mm. and, yeah. and be loving and help feed him organic foods and help feed him and help, you know, try to help him recover. And he wouldn't go into the hospital. He was like, there was no way in hell on yeah. God's green earth. He would be oh, yeah. hot going into a hospital because he just didn't trust it. And he was like, you know, our kind don't survive there. And I totally get it. I totally get it. And so unfortunately, you know, he was 82, maybe almost 83. And so he had a lot going on in his body and it gave out after that time. But it was such an honor to have him. He's, he was only in his 80, like 82 or so, right? So we're looking at 1940. Like that's not that long ago. I know. Right? It went for a long time. I know it went for a long time. And it's funny because people don't like having these conversations from the public because you know you know i i'm not i don't really have anything against the public per se like let the it, it needs to handle the people who don't want to handle themselves anyways like they're unless you want to handle them because i don't want to handle them like you know what i mean so let the hand but understanding that you you know we have these game pieces in this in this game that's out here but you can be remember that you're the one playing the game right you're not the same thing as that and it's like um what do you what do you say to somebody who you, you, you get this knowledge firsthand and you must come across people who come across that and say, come across your story and say, um, that's just unbelievable. That can't have happened. Do you ever come yeah. across that? Well, not with, I don't get it from his first, from, from Capilano, you mean that didn't happen? No, no. Like, let's say you ran into, like, let's say you're telling this, I don't know if you ever have an opportunity to, you know, talk to a normie or something like that. And, and you have this discussion and, and they just won't, they won't have the bandwidth to understand that this actually did happen here in this place that we call Canada, not that long ago. Yeah. 
you know, in the yeah. age of people who are still alive. A lot of people alive. still don't know about residential schools. It's actually, some people are just still learning about this kind of stuff. Actually, yeah, It's amazing, yeah. right? And it's, um, yeah, I think that it's, you know, there, I, I really have not figured out this whole kick cognitive dissonance piece where people are just not like the belief system is so set in stone and it's like, I'm so, I've always been so open, right? I'm not gullible where you can just tell me something and naive and I just go, oh, really? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not, but I'm open because I'm yeah. open and open and open. Of course, I've been more and more open over the last five years or learning all this kind of stuff that we've been told that it just lies. But um, yeah, I honestly, I don't anymore. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't talk to people who first sign of cognitive dissonance, I'm out. Yeah, I just, I'll no just point. change the subject. There's no yeah. point. It's not loving. If you're, if you're not open to it, then that's your journey. I and love that comment. That's it. Not loving. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, not loving, loving to try to crack open someone's chrysalis. So speaking of changing so, subjects, okay. I'm going to stop hijacking the yeah. conversation. So that's what Let's I get into your stuff. Let's get into Sovereign by Design. So for the people that are open, for the people that do want to move forward, what is sovereign design? What is your whole goal with? Is this a one-stop shop spot? What let and after you talk more about that, let's I want to get into trust and understanding trust because I wonder, is that a, an essential piece of having a private membership association? Do we need to do both? So, first of all, what is your whole intent with sovereign by design? How how can people who are the people that you're looking for to become a part of that? Um, well, I would say that, um, you know, I love the way Robert Michael puts this from the house of Marcus It's like, he's on a journey and he's been on the journey for the last 15 years. His parents actually raised him in the private. And, um, and so he, he is, you know, going down his own path and he's testing his own systems and he's doing his own thing. And he's given sending out his, his own notices and doing his trust work and doing his PMAs and, and then he's sharing what he's doing. Right. That's what I see sovereign by design doing. That's I'm not looking to collect people. I'm not looking to market to people. I'm not, people are not customers to me. This is you and me as a sister and the brother locking arms. I just happen to have some information that I'm going down this path that made the most sense to me from my um, exploration of and study of this stuff um, full time pretty much for the last five years. And I'm very careful. I'm not one of these people that just throws out processes and slaps stuff out there if I don't know what it's doing, right? I wanna know what am I doing? Why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you, I get people all the time, well, how do I sign this? Or how do I sign that? Or what? It's like, go research it, right? Like, go figure it out. You can use Google just like I can. For me, it's very much about um, helping people gently move into their sovereign way of being. Like, you know, and when I, so just so that I can kind of frame sovereignty to me. Sovereignty to me is I am an expression of the divine dropped into this dimension, having an experience as a human being or as a human, you know, as a man or a woman, let's say that way, yeah. as a woman like yeah. with yeah. my feet on the ground, grounded, right? And, um, 
and figuring out that experience as an expression of the divine in the system that's here right right and trying to work my way through that now recently having coming back to you know really tapping into nature and seeing that all our remedies can come from there our natural remedies and how do we that's to me sovereignty is that creator is my only authority and my word is my law i manifested myself here and that is my sovereignty it's not my sovereignty is not about coming from this this third dimension it's not about being a sovereign state or a sovereign country of my own i'm likeness and image of creator and creator is sovereign and so through that because i'm in the likeness and image i am sovereign so right. that's where i get the word sovereignty for me it's not about being a sovereign country amongst countries yeah you know in in this on this plane um and so where was i going with that i kind of lost my train of thought um so, so i'm just going to jump into the first program that we offer well again there's a few modules there that people can go and read foundational knowledge and that's all just gifted um but then we do a program called wisdom's calling and i fell in love with this program with marcia ann because it this program i feel like is the foundation of any any private program any private training any sovereignty course you're going to take any third party whatever it is that you're doing i feel like the biggest thing that i've spoke to about teachers or leaders or you know mentors in those fields is that people don't know who they are and if you want to start sharing information with people and those people don't know who they are it's going to either come back on you because they're going to think oh this program didn't work you know what's your successes can you leave the country with this little passport i've created for myself i don't know can you can you stand in it right That's exactly right? so right. if you can't stand in it the form <laughs> is not going to work for you right That's so what so what with wisdom's calling does is it's a 10 week discourse which um we created by so we had a group of people that initially started with us about 80 people and um and Marsha Ann brought her 35 years of experience and Desi Andrews was another lady that she cre co-created the program with who's 82 lives in the lives in Texas is just a firecracker still at 82 she's a PhD at law and she's um a historian for the US and um she just like stands in her sovereignty she stands in her private world and she can hold that on her own very well and so anyways they created this program and then we went into a discourse about it so the discourse being that marsha ann creates the topic and then we all have a discussion around it and then you get a ton of homework going into the next week you do all the reading and then you come back and you discuss it in the next week and through this really complex and but yet really simple um integration of how they created that program it basically walks you through the facts of how war powers has completely templated the planet um war powers many people have not even heard of that term we're all under war powers um war powers is what created the the other united states of america right so when the united states of america is at war 
then the Republic Constitution is null and void. And they're uh, always been at war. That Constitution has been null and void then since 1872, because yeah, wow. the president comes in and through an executive order every year puts them into a wartime position. So all these people that you have out there trying to become nationals, I think it's awesome because they're learning about the private and the public. But that is not just going to save you because you can't lean on the Constitution right now because the country's in a state of war. Wow. It's, it's, it's penciled in. It's signed off by the president as a state of war. And so yeah. in a state of war, there's different rules and policies that come into play, like trading with the Enemy Act. Now, the Trading with the Enemy Act came in in 1933, and um, it basically, well, actually, it came in in 1917, I believe, the first time, but then they revised it in 1933. And so the first Trading with the Enemy Act was all the rules against the enemies, foreign enemies, right? How Americans could not buy these kinds of coins, not support that kind of money, all the different things that you couldn't do to support the enemy in a time of war. Well, in 1933, the Congress and the government, the president, actually it was the president, signed off on the American public as the enemy. As the enemy domestic. Of the country. Domestic oh. and foreign, right? So now, since 1933, they have been the enemy of their own government since. And so that allows the government to do certain things to them because like, they're in a state of war. Like confiscate all their gold. Like confiscate everything. Or yeah. Well, right in 1933, it was part of the same thing. They did the Brock in the Reconstruction Act, I think, or the Banking Act which took get, relieved all the banks of all their financial obligations from the first to the second world war to the public. The banks no longer had to pay that back and they decoupled the dollar from gold and they put it onto the full faith and credit of the people, which is slavery because now it's attached to your birth certificate and you're the collateral versus gold being the collateral. So we learn these things and people go, what the, right? So it's the, because they're learning the real truth of what happened. And so most Americans don't even know that, that their constitution right now is null and void because they're in a state of war. So Desi comes in and says, we have to create a peace, a proclamation of peace. We have to create the peace proclamation to get us out of the state of war, Right. And so anyway, um, we, we cover some of that information so that everybody can see that every country has actually been templated. It's a template that they put over. It's a template they put over the natives. It's a template mm -hmm. that they put over all of us that created this um, slavery system. And so then people, that really gets you mad. It gets you angry. And what it does, it feeds your freaking spirit to, I remember this old guy, his 72 sent me on his email and he's like, oh my God, I was so grateful for this course. He goes, I just realized that I have been riding around on a chicken. <laughs> right? Just not, not knowing what to do, what's going on in the world. But he, you know, we've all been in this fear, right? And when you read the truth about how long this is going on, how it's been deliberately against us as the people, 
it fuels your spirit. And then we walk them into an affidavit of public ministry because an um, there's such a position called the um, public minister in itinerary. And in all the war manuals, in a time of war, there's one position that's protected and it's called the neutral. And so we walk them how to create an affidavit of public ministry, how to claim being a, 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 a public minister of peace sent by the divine, right? And in all their war manuals and through the law of nations, it speaks of this position. So we claim that position so that even if everything's in at war, there is in the law of nations, it's written to the constitution of the United States of America. It's written into the rules of war manuals that all countries, armies, navies, armed personnel must protect the neutral because the neutral is the one who is a very high regarded position who did not take sides to the war. And so they were the ones that were, you can elect in your country as a say prime minister or president to have a neutral. And that neutral can then travel to say Russia, knowing full well he's fully protected all his family and whoever's traveling with him to deliver messages of peace. So -hmm. there's this unwritten and written rules of war that the neutral is protected. And so we go into that place. And then, so people are tapping into their divinity and they're seeing where through the law of nations, where their true authority comes from. And it helps them stand in their power. And then they have this affidavit that they can use as ID. And we start to really get into the practice of seeing how our authority is outside of the form. And um, they create these affidavit of public ministers. And so that's from there, you're having a much different conversation with people, right? Once they know who they are. Can I just quickly, um, the affidavit, does it have, is it lodged somewhere? Is that just something you carry on your person? You, it, um, it's something that you carry on, you know, you can carry it yourself. You can send it out if you want to, um, you can send it out to, you know, you can send it out to whoever you want to. The, the protocol within the law of nations is that if you're traveling to another country, you would have to contact customs or that country send in your affidavit of public ministry so that they know you're coming so they can make arrangements. And Marsha Ann had somebody that actually did that and they came and picked them up and gave them an escort to the um, border and got them on their flight. And so it's really a thing. So, but you have to be able to still stand in that too. Totally. Right. Absolutely. It's it's an interesting reflection of the truth. Like it's, it's an interesting reflection of what is actually true. It is. It's beautiful, right? And so from there, then we take people into the trust because once you know who you are, you're written your affidavit of public ministry. Now you can use trust and PMEs to support your divine expression into the world because now you're going to learn about being in the private. And through the wisdom's calling, you're learning that you are 100% responsible for all your choices and decisions. You are 100% accountable for your life. We have to get into a state of neutrality, which means that if you're triggering out at somebody or you're, you know, the other thing is, is that um, we cover deeply the um, silent weapons for quiet wars. Oh, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we have. That's a war powers manual. That's a war powers document. And so that is about measuring our energy 
and um, keeping us in a place of fear. And systematically deconstructing it. Yes, including, including so that we never it. connect to our higher selves and we don't get that wisdom, Yeah. right? So if we're out there protesting and we're out there begging for please stop and we're all out there that you and you're watching everything that's happening on the news or you're not even but you're sharing social media posts that are talking about COVID and all this stuff that is their programming even if yeah. you think you're coming from a pure place you're feeding it you're right. feeding well, their energy you know what's yeah. really interesting in that document you know coupled with you know one of the latest social justice work, social justice warrior moments of the transgender mo movement, if you will, mm -hmm. is at the end of the Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. It it um, it goes through the different members of the family and 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 elements that need to happen in order to support the agenda. And one of the things is to break the male. Yep, uh, break the happened. male of the family, right? That's so, right. what is what is the most uh politically incorrect thing to be roaming the planet this year or right now at this time a white male oh a, a straight white male yeah <laughs> you know and it's because so it's amazing these these psychological nuances and people don't want to talk about it like, you know, over your program your mind right like my husband yeah. he gets so and lots of people get so frustrated with the transgender um agenda right yeah and you know, I had to remind my husband that it's a real thing. And he's like, what do you mean it's a real thing? Nature's not confused. God's not confused. It's male and female. I'm like, I know, but there's lots of information pointing to the fact that they've been messing with people's um, gender modification, gender, you know, your hormone levels through the vaccinations when you're a baby, right? Absolutely. All these, right? And so then it is confusing and it's real to the people who are going through it. And I have all the Very compassion right. in the world for people who are, uh, um, they are a product of that chaos that they have introduced us to, right? The unnatural chaos. And for them, it's very real. It's not to diminish their importance on the world. It's not to say they're less than, none of that. But it's just like getting a vaccination and having a, um, you know, say the HPV vaccination that you know, they're promoting to 11 year old kids and stuff like that. I had a friend in Vancouver and they just followed this, you know, the doctor said, and the school system said, and yeah. at 11 years old, their daughter ended up in the hospital and she, at 16 was still not out and she oh. couldn't sit up and her body thought that she was going into a heart attack and wow. she, she's a mess. And yeah. you can imagine as parents, how much anger you would hold to yourself for not doing your F and due diligence. 100%. 100%. And you're, you're caught in the system. And so it's like easy to point at the parents and go, should have done your homework. Right. But that's not a compassion. It's like, you got caught no. in the system that we, we just didn't don't didn't know better. Right. And that's the same with this whole trans transgender thing. But at the end of the day, it's a very hard fricking truth to dig down and find that the powers that be that you trusted to be your government are actually in on something that are destroying your children, destroying your men, destroying your families, yeah. destroying the fabric. And this is, we go through this in wisdom's calling. It's right from the, it's, you know, that we cover the Luciferian agenda, right? The Luciferian yeah. rebellion. So it's right from the beginning of time. 
that that man took the wrong, you know, the mental and the knowledge over the heart, and um, and thought we could do better. And so, you know, here we are. Yeah, and it's trying to correct it. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, what I, what I love about this part of the conversation is that if I was to summarize, maybe one of the issues that you know be being products of the indoctrination process, if you will, is that we outsource everything. We outsource our responsibility for everything, everything. right? And, and therefore we always need this, we have this now built-in program that most of us want to run off and, and look for mommy and daddy's permission, you know, and who's going to be the mommy and daddy if, if our mommy and daddies aren't, aren't there, right? Um, but it just brings forward this big invitation that the healing, the healing power behind that is to reclaim your responsibilities and, and facing those hard truths. Like I like what Catherine Austin Fitz says, nobody likes finding out that you were the patsy, right? It's like, you know, nobody likes finding out that you were the last one to, to, to uh, like the jokes on you kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, that's what I love about this work because it, it just breeds self-responsibility. And all, like yeah. this is my greatest missions, own yourself own your body, own your health, own your parenting, own the education of your kids, own your doctoring, own it. It doesn't mean we can't look to others with wisdom and learn, but ultimately you own it. So that's what I love about this. It's, it's part of a whole spiritual growth process, right? People are like, Absolutely. oh, well, what if you're just vibrating right energy and it doesn't matter? And But, but this is all part of it. It's not separate. It's all spiritual, right? And it's coming yeah. from that heart space and that knowing of who you are through directorate connection to the creator and nobody else has authority to intervene into that which is yeah. what i love about it and and you having to take action for yourself yes yeah. right like yes. you can sit back and i don't believe that people like i think there's going to be some grace in there of course for the younger children and seniors but i don't believe that um this is going to come we're going to come through this and you've sat back on your couch and watched it all unfold on tv and Maybe you liked Fox News, but you didn't lift a finger to make a difference anywhere. At the end of the day, I think that that's going to affect you. 100%. Right? Even if even if the hundredth monkey effect takes place and all the truthers and all the people that are, you know, our energy is collectively coming together to make the shift. Even if that happens and you didn't do anything, I still think it's going to affect you in some way because the universal laws are about taking responsibility, taking ownership, taking action. You, you know, set your intention and take the action. You have to do that. Right. Right. And if you right. don't in some way, it will affect you. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it's yeah. yet to unfold. So let's get to the trust. So yeah. trust is a big part of what you're, what you're teaching about. Mm -hmm. So first of all, are trust integral to the process? Can you live in the private without a trust structure? But let's talk about what the uh, the concept of a trust is, because it's a very it can be a very simple thing, or it could be a little bit more involved. Mm -hmm. And what I learned through your material is that we're in trust all the time without even mm -hmm. knowing it. We're engaged into a trust without even realizing it. So, at its basic level, what what is what, and and are they? Do we have to create? specific types of trust to be able to conduct our worlds in the private is it essential oh, okay so that's 
Hmm, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> it really is, right? It like is. I, I think that um, there's layers to that. Uh, so I just got to shuffle my brain so that because I don't think that everybody needs a trust. Um, it depends who you are and what you're doing. Um, if you have no assets, no property, uh, possibly you don't even need a trust. Um, I think if you are wanting to be in the private and you want to have any kind of a business, then I think uh, having a trust with a PMA structure is the way to do it. I mean, that's, you know, to be, to be um, supported in the private jurisdiction. Um, certainly if you have any public interface, you know, you like, you know, if you have things that you've got to get done in the public, because right now there's not private, true private banking. So, I mean, my gosh, we've come down this road so many times and it comes back to like even saying you're sovereign for somebody who thinks you're, you know, a, a sovereign state, you're not in the sovereign state. If you're relying, if you have a bank account. You're not well, sovereign. You need your, own bank, of the your own system. treasury, your own military, your like, you know, there's a yeah, whole all of that. Right? So, but, but, but getting back that, to, yeah. but not so much on the sovereignty that, so, so being in the, you're in the public, if you have a bank account, right? right? And so unless you're completely moving into the private and you're living off grid and you don't have anything, right? Then that's one way to be in the private. The other way to be in the private is to have your stuff in a trust structure and be able to move your property and take it out of your personal name because, so this is where it comes into a little bit deeper understanding because the public system can only interact with the corporate name that you are, your birth certificate. It can't interact with a man or a woman because it's like oil and water. They're not made to mix together. They don't mix together. So that's why they created the birth certificate system is so that they could contract with that name, right? So anytime you get a bank account or any of those things, that's a contractual corporate thing. So it has to deal with your corporate person, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So as soon as you start dabbling into the public world, then I think the trusts can allow, give you the vehicle to move from the private to the public when you need to. Okay. And if you're going to run a business, you're going to want to do, you want to do trade, then that's where the PMA structure comes in, right? Because then you're moving into um, working in a working with your community to be able to um, accept donations, contributions, do trade, and you're under an umbrella of um, membership versus profit. In right. the corporate world right okay right so trust for us is first of all learning how to take accountability learning who you are who you're who's your authority who are you in this mix what is the public where is the private when do i have the private hat on when do i have the public hat on and um and being able to move between the two of those and the trust allows you to have not have things in your um, that allows things to be in a trust name versus your person. And so you're just one step away from that joinder between the person and the, co in the contract. 
right? So your woman or your man is completely separated from it. The trust is what is mixing with the, the public. And it's just one more arm away for the man or the woman to not have to be intermixing or commingling with the, with the, the public world. Right. So it allows you to have property, right? It allows you to use property. Use, yeah. yeah. Use property. And, and the trust is what holds it for, you know, you as the beneficiaries. So that's one layer. The other layer is, for me, the other layer is that um, I want power of attorney over the straw man, right? So I want, I, I want to stop the contracting with that person without authority coming from the trust structure um, so that it stops the um, monetization and the constant slavery um, revenue generation off of that person, which they had enjoined her to me, the woman. So the other layer of it is, is that a living trust allows me to um, navigate the straw man giving power of attorney to a living trust. And then, um, as the executrix of the estate, I they so basically it stops um, the con it stops the public from being able to contract with um, the person that um, was established for me without my authority, without the sign off. Right, and so when people, if you don't understand the person you're referring to, the person you're not, it's not the man or the woman. You know, it's the straw the man. It's the birth, yeah, the birth certificate the person is trust. not the same thing, right? That's right. It's a birth certificate right. trust. Yeah. So for people who are like hearing this word, because for me, if I would have heard this conversation a week ago, I would be like, oh, well, but what is a trust exactly? What, do, what does that mean? And how, so can we explain the structure of a trust and what that means? Yeah, I mean, um, again, I'm not the expert on trust, but the tr a trust is anything where... Um, someone, the grantor, is giving another person an asset to hold on to for a third person, right? So this, Marcia Ann used it in the example of the trust, just a simple one, that I'm going to give me, the grantor, Angela, I'm going to give Tim $5 to go to the store and get me peanut butter. That's a trust relationship, because I've given him something that he's now fiduciarily responsible for to go and execute for the beneficiary. In that example, I'd be the beneficiary also because I'd be the one getting the peanut butter. Right. So those roles can, doesn't mean, because there's three roles, doesn't mean there's three different people. People. That are no, that's that. right. The only way that, so in a trust structure, this is more Marsha Ann, I've learned this from Marsha Ann, is that you can be the grantor, you can be the trustee, and you can be the beneficiary, but you can't be all three of those on your own. So right. Tim right. has to be my the other beneficiary in my trust for me to be all three of those. Or Tim has to be on the board of trustees with me. If I'm the grantor and the beneficiary, he's got to be a trustee with me. There has to be, you can't have a trust when one person or three right. people or all three are the same. It has to be, there has to be a different um, combination in order for there to be a trust formed. Right. Yeah. So with the birth that, certificate, 
Keep going, keep going. I mm -hmm. just got something here. So with the birth certificate, they set up the um, the birth certificate trust, putting funds into that trust for you as the beneficiary, and the um, and the queen did right as us as her subjects. Um, and when you were born, there was a transfer of funds that went into the, the trust for you as the beneficiary for you to claim when you hit adulthood, but they just forgot to tell you about it. And so she appointed the um, governor general in Canada as the trustee of all the trust estates in Canada, the trusts, all the trusts. Right. So does that make it a little bit more clear? Yes. So question like the whole verse, uh, there's a couple of questions I have, but first, so are people actually claiming that? Like, is that really a thing? Can people actually go claim those funds and get that? Cause well, it's not about to me, for me, it's not about claiming the funds, right? Actually they created the account. So it's their, it's theirs, right? It's their, um, the birth certificate is their property, not yours because who, the he who creates controls okay um but it was created for the benefit of you okay so okay. um you can discharge against it right okay. you can discharge debt against it but you can't get money out of it and go spend it okay yeah and that people are actively successfully discharging their debt against it. Oh, lots of people have discharged against yeah, okay. it. Yeah. So, the, but again, for, for me, that's even the discharge. I mean, the discharge is going to be um, something for sure on testing, but that's again, not the most important thing. The thing for me that is the most important thing is that the trustees who are the public agents, um, are say for example if you go get a mortgage your signature is creating the credit for that mortgage and then the mortgage company is taking your signature and taking that to the derivatives market because we are the creditors right so it's actually your signature that creates the credit that runs the world yeah yeah and they're taking that and they're going and 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 creating billions off your signature but then also when you sign you're giving them access to your trust so they're going and they're taking the money out of your trust and they're lending it back to you <laughs> at an interest right so yeah. they've look at that they've taken it out so they already got paid back for it now they're lending it to you which was yours in the first place with interest so now they're making the whole thing back again. They've already been paid for it. They took it out of the trust. Now they're getting it back again and they're getting the interest. Right. To me, that's freaking wrong. It's a little crazy. It's they little are crazy. keeping us in debt servitude. Right. Yeah. For doing nothing. Right. They did nothing there except for transfer right. the funds. Right. So if they wouldn't have been so damn greedy, right? And, and they just lent us the funds or they you know they they acted they gave us a service of accessing those funds getting it to you maybe you pay them in an in interest or you pay them a fee for doing that but you don't have to pay the damn thing back again right, right? it's just this greed that right. has 
you know, created what we have in the world. And so to me, that's very wrong. And in principle, I want power of attorney over that. It doesn't have, it's not about me going and being able to get access to a black card or a white card or, you know, I think the discharging though is, you know, if it's there for me to do that, then I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Right. Okay. And when it comes to the trusts within the PMA, is it the trust that holds the bank account? Like, or is your personal name on a bank account or does it have no, to it's be a trust. trust? It's the, the trust. trust. You set up the bank account banking. in your trust name. So it's not, that's the whole point. So it's not in your name. Right. That's what I was. Yeah. I just wanted to be clear that. So the trust holds the bank account. See, so Canada right now has announced that, oh, you know, during wartime, we can emergency orders, we can drain people's bank accounts, right? Now, how can they do that? They can do that because you're an employee of the country in joinder with that birth certificate name. They're in control of that, of that name. They're in control of that corporation. And so that's how they can do that because they are going into contract with that all caps name. If they didn't have the power of attorney over that all caps name, they couldn't do that. Or if you have a trust set up at a bank, it's not in your in that all caps name. So they have no contract with that trust name. So they can't just go in there and drain that account. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. the important of, right. of that. Yeah. And so your program is going to teach teaches people how to take power of attorney of their birth certificate and of that name. Yeah, so that's a um, that so the wisdom's calling teaches you about who you are and how to stand in that and how to do an affidavit of public ministry, and then the trust training leads you down getting private trusts, and then um, the program that we just did with Robert Michael is with the House of Marcus is about taking power of attorney over that name. So we are just getting ready with them right now to put that onto Sovereign by Design site, and so the. Do the Canadianized documents will be on his site, but you access them through Sovereign by Design to get access to them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. I had a few things I want to, I knew you, you have some, he got a document here. So he wants to ask. Well, it's just, it's just really, because I, I have always had the same understanding of, you know, you can only be, you can only hold two positions in the trust. So this, I was reading uh, the law of trusts in Canada and get this. I still, and it might just be because you can be one of, I'll, I'll explain in a minute, but this says here, it says, um, da, 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 does not reflect the various ways in which trust can come into existence. It fails to mention the possibly surprising fact that one man can be settler, trustee, and a beneficiary of the same trust. Now, the one thing that, so I found that like, what? So does but, that mean all at the same time? Of the same trust, yeah, same trust. right. So one of the one of the ways that that might like I don't maybe it's you can't do it as one as one individual. No, you can't do it as one individual. Well, that's what I that's what I understand it to be, right? And I'm reading this and I'm saying one man can be settler, a trustee, and a beneficiary. Yeah. So, but it does say a beneficiary uh, instead of the beneficiary. So yeah. One of the things you can yeah. be you can you can be yeah. you can be that's it, the, the settler, word. you can be the trustee, and you can be one of the. Mm -hmm. beneficiaries or you can be exactly the settler or one of the trustees so you can be all three as long as there's another person doing i another think one? that's how it goes oh, yes. i think that's okay what that's i get it oh, okay okay yeah. interesting but i'm glad we i'm glad we brought that up because it's been it's been sitting in the back of my mind yeah. going 
It's, it was a loose end. It's a loose, it was a loose yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it took me one, forever to figure that one person? out. Honestly, it took me forever to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, oh. And also, you, you, um, what did I want to say? Um, yeah, and the trustee is the one who, so like in Australia right now, there, there's, um, they won't even let you have a bank account. Like they're not doing trust accounts. They won't allow foundation accounts. They're shutting down people's foundation accounts. It's just, wow. it's so amazing to me that, wow, the thickness of the criminality and the corruption in Australia and Canada's right up there with it. But I think we're just like one step behind. Um, but um, you, the trustee is the one who um, decides, well, the grantor decides what jurisdiction the trust is in. Yes. So what, what law the trust is governed by yes right and so um that's kind of neat because it's like oh hang on it doesn't have to be statutory no that's right right no. the trustee decides that and also the trustee is the one that decides where the distributions go and the trustee decides what taxes get paid if any the trustee so the trustee role is very 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 key and so for people to understand, statutory means public, right? Correct. That's yeah, yeah. Statute, right? right. So statutes yeah. are yeah. are from the public jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. And where do these documents lie? That's what I'm always wondering. Like you can create all these structures, but do people need to know about it? Like how does it what does the bank need to see? What do you need to do? Who can you just do it? Like I as a woman, I'm gonna claim my law and write my trust and have my trustee have my beneficiary, and then I just have my documents and that's it. Yep. Right. Well, another, you another... can you could you could right now if you ever get pulled into court, right? Because whatever. I mean, Marshan in her 35 years has said she has never seen a trust being pulled into court because of the written elements of the trust. Because that's private. It's right. your trust. Yes. Right? This is a thing yes. that we don't get. We don't get that in the private, we can do, it can be whatever we say it is. Yes. Right. But if we get, if, if it ever gets challenged in a court, right, then the trustee must be able to stand in that. And it doesn't mean that we're all sloppy with what we're doing in that trust. It still has to have trust structure and your records need to be right. And your minutes need to be right. And those things, if you pull into court, and a judge asks you to look at your private documents, one, you'll be going into a private court setting, be in a, in, in a private chancery. Yeah. It wouldn't be in a public court because yeah. that could be a breach of trust, right? Um, <clears throat> and the judge would know that. But when, if that ever happened and they open your documents, you know, you're going to be in way better shape if you've kept it honorably. Right. <clears throat> if it's a mess and it's like it all in a shoe box and it's like forget about it you're it's not gonna you're not gonna you know unless you can hold your ground which could be totally possible in your own law in the private um and you know how to stand in that um it's a good idea to have it in order right and properly in order so you wanted there's certain structures about a trust that help the that help one it's like a business plan you know you can write a business plan on a tissue piece of paper 
but your team is not going to be able to figure that out. So how does your trustee and how do, what are the instructions for the trust from the grantor to the trustee? How does he properly run that estate for you if you it's a mess and it's not clearly lined out and the provisions aren't in there and it tells them what to do in this scenario, what to do in that scenario, and you know how do the distributions take place to the to the beneficiaries who are the beneficiaries what are the amounts that they get and at what ages and blah 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 all that has to be if, if it's properly documented not only is the trust going to then be able to survive for generations to come but if you ever did get pulled into court and you're together then you have a way better ground to stand on than if it's just a mess right right yeah. and so writing private trusts like you can take a public trust and create, you know, could, you could, you could take that into the private by taking out all the public words and, you know, and using it as a guideline because statutory trusts have been in place for a long, long time. Right. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So, so what are some other examples of how someone, why would somebody establish a trust? So for doing business to separate themselves from private, to protect land, yeah, and not only protect your land, but um, so, and this is one thing like with Marsha Ann being the trust writer for us, she doesn't really, she's not in love with working with people who just want to protect their stuff. Because from her, it's not about protecting our stuff. It's not about protecting anything, right? It's about standing in who you are and your divinity and stepping that, bringing that power and that, that sovereign that that spiritual um divinity to this planet and shifting the planet with the power of that and having trust to support what you're doing so none of this stuff is in your name right and that weight is off of you and you get to use everything but it's not in your name right so you're supported but you're not it's not about protecting my stuff right especially land because like we don't own the land. Yeah, we don't, we don't own we the never land. We never have. We're Even stewards here. Yes, this, I love, absolutely. Yes. Even I people with mortgages, you think you own it, you don't. You're written down as a tenant on there, yeah. right? Yes. So, like, it's kind of that's a little crazy, but well, it's, um, the, the, the whole idea of ownership is not in harmony with not natural law. Like, you know, it was all created. Yeah. It's going to be. It was here before you got here. It's going to be here after you leave. Like. So the, the whole idea of ownership is a bit of a mind game. Mm -hmm. So Although they've created an incredible system with real estate agents and all this stuff that yeah. makes it look like it's a true game, right? Absolutely. But um, ultimately, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. <laughs> but um, but you, so another, back to your question, when you put your property in trust, also like say Tim's the, um trustee and i'm the grantor and i put my land in trust with you for you the beneficiary mm -hmm. and then i pass right so now the land gets transferred to the beneficiary so it's just a change of name it's not a change of form right it's not changing we're just changing. It's just a change. It's just shifting to your name versus mine. Right. So there's no probate that takes place. You see right. that there's no taxes that take place. Right. Well, I think uh, I think it's I think it's just a change of form, isn't it? And not a change it, of ownership. You correct. I mean? It's just a yeah. well. 
regardless i think we're talking we're talking about the same thing there's there's no there's not a taxable event that happens there's not a taxable event that's right yeah. well and, and, I love, and that really helps provide for the people that come after us right like they like all the crap that ensues after a death and a will and everything like that it's ridiculous it's ridiculous right so everything's in trust there's no will that's needed it just transfers through the trustee the trustee does the paperwork and it's handled and so there's no um, there's no probate required, which that's a huge benefit, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. also this whole thing where they during wartime they can come in and use your property. That's a contract with the all caps name. So if something's in trust, again, they don't have a contract with the trust. Uh huh. Right. So what my question is, what happens? So for example, in Australia, they're not they're taking away these accounts. What what do you do in a lawless society? where you can do all this stuff, but it's lawless. Yeah. Somebody so, comes in, they want to use your property. They've got a gun in your face. Lawless. They don't care what who's on the paperwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot that we can do with lawless, right? Outside of stand in our, like, then to me, I think that's where spirituality kicks in because oh, also a, a lot of this, like people that people ask that all the time. Well, you know, like, what's the point of putting anything in trust? What's the point of doing any of this stuff if they're just lawless? Well, they're not really lawless. They're not. If, if, like it, if it were totally lawless, it would already be a done deal. It would already we'd, be We'd all done. be in shackles. We'd all be, you know. Totally. There's, there's something and they're else not, happening here. You can call it grace. And when you go and you look at the Canadian laws and how they change them in the quiet, right? You can go look at what's been recently changed. They wouldn't be doing that if they were lawless. They're changing right. it to match what they're wanting to do, right. right? So they make those revisions so that they can be within the law. Right. And so they're not lawless. They're just that we don't know the law, it's, right? And that's the thing. And I think that's such a big, this is a big part of our knowing who we are. It's an mm -hmm. opportunity, right? To understand people don't, they, they, they just feel like it's not, I just think it's a whole picture project that's like one of my terms i like to use whether it's your health or whatever but this is how we come to know who we are truly by because that's it's not easy it's not easy to stand in that space when you can be easily intimidated or you know you have so much to learn or whatever but it, it is an opportunity to really coming to know yeah we, and when you it's know part of it it's like by what freaking authority i mean you're not going to get excited you don't need to but right. what authority are you speaking to me yes Right. Why are you taking up my space and my time right now? Under what authority are you addressing me? Right. Because you oh. don't have it. Right. right. You don't have the authority. Mm -hmm. So before, you know, we go any further, you know, you might want to go and talk to your lawyers or whatever and, you know, or whatever, right? Like once you know who you are and you know that they don't have the authority over you, then it's not quite as easy for, it's not easy for them to um, take authority over you. If you don't have your consent, they have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, and that's very liberating and empowering and so many things that that does for you. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I was speaking to a guy who had been pulled over for a traffic infraction, whatever. And, and, you know, they, it was in some town, a small town in the U S and, so the small town police, you know, they didn't, they don't know. And it's all compartmentalized. And they, he was just not signing the paperwork. 
right? He just would not sign on the paperwork. And the guy's like, but if you don't sign the paperwork, we can't bill you. Right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And he was like, I know. <laughs> we were at some friends for dinner and the, the husband knows, has a friend who got pulled over. And he, he did this. He took, uh, he produced his, the driver's license he carried and insurance registration, and he put it on the dash right there with the window open, right there. And so when the officer came up, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right I get there. it, I get it. Uh, I'm just gonna let you know, I'm just giving you notice that I'm, I'm not volunteering for this. I don't consent to this. If you want me to be operating uh, under that, it is right there. You take it you grab it i'm not giving it to you i produced it it's right there you can see it you can verify that it's right there but if you want it you're gonna have to take it and they would not take it they never did they even they, called in more people they, they had like they six had six talk. officers there the sergeant showed up yada yada and they let him go and in the end go. that's you know that's yeah. they didn't, right. didn't witness it firsthand you know it, it is hearsay uh it to a certain degree but you know it it speaks to this idea because like one thing we don't talk about i don't really like having the slavery conversation so much because i don't i don't think it's an empowering conversation but yeah. one of the one of the best ways that i've understood it is that the system doesn't work without you volunteering no you have to volunteer to do it because slavery has been abolished because all this all the uh nations of the world have have signed off on agreements, courts, conventions, all these kinds of things against forced servitude. But you have to understand how that whole thing works. So it's a play on words, right? Because it's not, yeah, it's it's, it's voluntary. It's, it's by consent. It's totally yeah. by consent. And so the great news about that is if 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 anybody's listening to this and it the penny drops, the power of it all lies inside of you. Completely. Right. You yeah. can consent, you know, maybe there's there's a good there maybe there's a good time to be operating that person. We have right. to get off our chickens. Yes, we have to get off <laughs> our chickens. We have to get off the freaking chicken. Get back oh on the horse. God. Hey, who's the right? there's gotta be an artist out there? Let's have so who should we have riding the chicken? Right. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Right? Because oh if like, god. you know, who wants to go down and sit in the jail cell for an afternoon? Yeah. Right. Totally. Right? Like actually, isn't it? I have a um a contact with a chief that um is from a true hereditary uh nation that they've never signed any contracts. They've never um they're not uh he's not a, a status uh native, so he has never accepted the birth certificate, just like Capilano. And uh and he's like, you know, I have the whole system built. We can all come under the umbrella. Wow. Yeah. But he's like, but I'm not going to do that if you don't know who you are. Right. Because well, that... I can give you a driver's license yeah. under this nation. I can give you identification under this nation. You can have land status under this nation. Right. But it's not going to help you if you don't know who you are. Right. Yeah, that's right. It's the whole Remastered. point. That's powerful. Right. We kind of. I do know the name. I don't remember him exactly. Yeah. yeah, but 
Yeah. Okay. So, I, so that point, and he said, you know, so they ruin your afternoon by throwing you in, you know, in jail for an afternoon. So what? Right. We have to get past that point. We have to yes. get that, you know, that terror of like, what's going to, if right. don't have your consent, they may, they may do that, but you're going to, they're going to have to let you go because they don't have your consent. Right. And they yeah. will bully you to see you feel break. They yeah, will. Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And there might be an opportunity there to bill for your time. Absolutely. Yeah, that too. Right. Absolutely. Right. But, but we you gotta have that set up. So. So yeah. When people are moving into the private, what are the most important considerations to make? Well, it's not to avoid taxes. Right. Okay. Right. To yeah. me it's understanding breaking through the ideology and the programming that this government has anything to do with being in the best interest of the people of this land is a complete freaking lie, mm -hmm. right? Canada isn't even a country. That's been challenged in court, quo warranto, right? They don't have the authority because Canada with the constitution was never ratified. So right from the beginning, it's been a lie. That's war powers, right? So when we wrap our heads around that and you really get that and you get that they created the birth certificate system and the entire debt is being, they just print money with no accountability and all the debt comes back to us, the people and our um, children with no, no care in the world. They are not protecting us. They're, it, they're working towards a one world order. Canada is a registered company in Washington DC that is owned by the Vatican, right? And so when we get our heads around that, by sheer moral principle, of what all that means, that's why you stand in the private. Because you're taking your power back for yourself, your family, and for all of us. It's not to evade taxes or, um, you know, be on the latest, coolest. I don't know. I don't know why people would even consider being in the private if they didn't know the truth of what is going on with Canada Inc. and knowing what the war powers have done. And the fact that you're voting means nothing. It's a lie. It's an illusion. They're not letting you vote. They're right. giving you that idea of a vote so that you stay in the illusion that the media is all owned by the same company, that there's two companies in the world that own 99.9% .9 of all companies, BlackRock and Vanguard. Mm -hmm. They own all the media. They target us by profiling us and mind programming us into walking us down an agenda. We're so far off the path of where humanity is supposed to be. To me, standing in that principle and doing everything I can till my last breath to make the world a better place for my kids so they don't have to do this is why you move to the private. So that we can all stand together and say freaking no. There's not that many of them. Yeah. It's just they own the media and the institutions and like... So people are just going along with it. They don't even want to look at it because they have to, it's energy and I got a mortgage to pay and well, choices. Right. Thank you. So like in, in, in summary, like the, like even when I'm working in the PMA stuff, 
if someone's not coming, I said, look, if you, if, if you have any interest in working with me, you have to understand this process. Like this is a spiritual journey. Like this isn't, and you know, it's the first step that I was asking you if you remember Max one. Yeah. He's a first nations uh, elder that we had met many, many years ago. Uh, beautiful soul. And he was the first guy that said that to me. I just need, I just didn't get it at the time. Mm. He's like this, this is this, this walking this path is going to unfold who you really are. Mm-hmm. Well, and right? this is the, and, and so what Tim, Tim is also a coach, right? He does like personal coaching and relation, which, which is a really good combination because you can, if people are open, they can also like, if they're seeking, it's, it's a beautiful combination because you already get that, right? Cause you've been working on that for a long time. And we've all been working on that for a long time. I think if you've come to this place, Otherwise, I don't think it's going to be very successful if you're just looking at it to claim some crazy amount of money and avoid taxes. I don't think that's going to be, I don't think it'll be very successful in the whole thing. It's, no, you'll be, you'll be very disappointed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You will be. Right. Yeah, I'll be very you disappointed. Be. And, you'll, and then you'll, you'll, you'll come crying to somebody that, hey, your paperwork didn't do your thing. It's like, hey, said, there's no paperwork. But one of the first discussions I have feels there's no paperwork that's going to save you. Right. None. And it's that legacy. What is the legacy you want to leave behind for those that come after us? Where are the, like, if we keep going down the road that we're going, there is nothing left. There's nothing. If like, what's that? That's what we talked about my last podcast. I record is that legacy thinking. We're not thinking that way. We're thinking about where's the next corner where I can pick up something to fill my stomach. You know, what, what's, what's next? Well, what's the latest phone I need to get Like, there's no vision to that that thinking and the impact that we're leaving for others like what a mess we're creating yeah. for others oh my gosh out. it's such a mess and you know i don't know if there's truth to this or not but um i was speaking to a guy who is a he's a programmer developer not the guy from australia that i work with and um he said he downloaded like he's a extraordinary programmer he's been blockchain certified all this stuff so he's just like good at programs cre- creating you know web stuff and he downloaded an app and he was um, a little bit in fear because he was having some visitors or something come over and they'd been vaccinated. To me, I don't even give that any energy. I'm just like, you're not going to separate me from my family. I'm not going there. I'm not scared of it. Whatever. Right. I'm staying in my heart. They've been vaccinated. Come over here and give me a big freaking hug. I don't care. Right. And, um, and maybe I'll pay for that down the road. Maybe I won't, but in my spirit, I'm not going to let them win by keeping them away from my family. And, um, he downloaded this app and, um, and he could, it, it was going off when he had people around him that had been vaccinated. Wow. It was picking up their tracking ID. Yeah. Wow. And. And I thought that was just some wacky story I'd, you know, been slightly introduced to and didn't give it any energy. And then another friend of mine, um, he had some people in his community that had gone across the border recently and they were coming back into Canada and they had their passports out the window and they had been vaccinated. And the guy was like, nope, just go ahead. You're good. And he's like, what? Don't you want to see my passports? And he was like, no, all the information popped up on the screen. You're good right? Yeah. So like, at what point? I don't know, to me, that is so past my point, 
Right. Right. (laughs) Of no return. At what point is your point of no return where you're going to stand? Yeah. Because to me, for me personally, this is just my perspective, but you know, I've been a channeler. I've had lots of, um, Mm -hmm. I've had Jesus appear to me twice, once when I was seven, once when I was about 40, um, in the physical world, eyes wide open, no drugs, no alcohol. I wasn't hallucinating. I've had legions of angels come in. I've had druids come in and, um, I, you could not convince me there is not a spiritual world. (laughs) Like there's just no way, right. My husband even came to the other day. He's like, well, what if you found out the whole Bible and Jesus wasn't real? I'm like, I'm open. Right. But you are not going to convince me that the man that came down in front of me, who I call Jesus and maybe call him Yeshua or whoever he is, you're not going to convince me he's not real. Right. Maybe the story we're being told isn't real, but you're not going to convince me that that spiritual world does not exist. Right. And so at what point are you standing in that, in that knowing, right? Because this is so short and I just feel like when we cross over the habits that we're developing here about being conscious and conscious about how we treat others, about how we learn to know who we are, about how we learn to love ourselves so that we can love others. Cause you can't love somebody else if you don't truly love yourself, right? If you're not practicing that, then we're conditional caring. We're not unconditionally loving. And all those things that we have the opportunity to learn here are going to be mountain loads more difficult on the other side than if we didn't learn those behaviors here. So if you have behaviors that are like, eh, like for me, I don't, I'm not a huge proponent of exercise. I don't like it. It's not been my life thing. I like to think that I am, but if I'm honest with myself, I'm not. And now I have to take responsibility for that. Because it's like, oh my God, my last 10 years of, you know, owning all those businesses and stress has now got me into a physical place where I'm like, what the frick happened to me? (laughs) I I have to look at that and I have to see where my behaviors are getting the best of me in that area. And I have to get real with myself and I have to make those changes. Otherwise I'm going to have the consequences that are going to come from that. And if I don't learn to be a better person for myself on this side, when I get to that side, it's going to be so much more difficult. Yeah. Mm, right. And so that behavior of just like, oh, somebody else will deal with the right, you know, the private, somebody yeah. else will deal with this mess. I can't do anything about it. Right. Right. That, that apathetic way of being is like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I get it. I love it. I love all that you stand for in that regard, it really speaks to me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. For that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. This has been a pretty long conversation. So for full disclosure, people out there, we're going to have a link and it's going to be an affiliate link because we are definitely going to sign up and we want to support this and see if we can, you know, we just, we need to support this stuff. So I know people, your, your website is Sovereign by Design. Yep. Correct. Sovereignbydesign.com. Yeah. We are going to have an affiliate link. If you decide that you sign up for some of the, all the, the generous information that is provided on there freely and you want to go further with that, then it would be really appreciated if you did it through that link because it helps me, helps me yeah, keep doing this kind guys. of stuff. Right. And I'm really, everybody, it helps everybody and everybody wins that way. So that would be amazing. Um, and how else can they, like, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to mention to our folks, or do you think we, I mean, it was pretty good. There's lots of good info yeah, there. Lots of angles. 
covered so, in this. And Sodom program. by Design is that the only is that the only site, or is there another one that you want to point? No, nope, that's to? It, that's it. Yeah, that's <clears> it. <throat> and um, and I would love to. Yeah, I'd work with you guys further on the PMA stuff too. And I think that that would be um, I think that would be really interesting too because I feel like that for people that are you know serious about taking that stand. Oh, little Spidey coming in. Um, <laughs> Hey, little guy, I'm just going to move you over here. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's, uh, yeah, like I think that that's, I think that this is kind of the first year where it's really starting to grow. And I think by the time we get into 2023, it's just going to be like, there's going to be so many people moving into the private, right? And I would say that, um, you know, another really solid, um, reason that a lot of people that I see moving into the private, again, it's this contracting. So if they come at us with another, I don't know, monkey poo virus or whatever it is, <laughs> people need to understand, or they don't need to, they didn't do whatever they want, but um, know in your heart that they can never force you to do anything. That's right. They can only force the person. They can only force the contract with the all caps name. That is your birth certificate because you are in contract with that. And if you don't know that contract that they're going into contract with, they will mow over you until you um, see the, the whole reason that they could get store owners and um, hospitals and doctors and all of these things to go along with the whole um, COVID outside of any um, validity of whether it existed or it didn't, they control the contracts. They control the contract with that all caps name. And so if you don't know how to be, to not consent to that contract, then they will mow you over. Right. But there's no, if they go, oh my God, they're going to, now they're going to force us to be vaccinated for this. Well, who are they forcing to vaccinate? They can only force the birth certificate. So you can go, here you go. Here, go vaccinate it. Yeah. Go give it a vaccine. Yeah. Right. That's what they have the capacity to contract with. They don't have the capacity to contract with you as the woman or the man. And so you need to be able to learn about creating the, the division between those two right? You need to learn about the division between you and the person, which is the all caps name on your birth, your birth certificate or your driver's license. You're not your driver's license. If I pulled out my driver's license, that is not who I am. I'm right here. I'm the woman, the flesh. Yeah. This little piece of paper is not who I am, yeah. right? That's what they're contracting with. So people get very scared, right? And it's like, as soon as you know that they're not contracting with me, then it gives you this peace Right. And then it's like, okay, now I got to learn how to stand and what that means. But right. at least there's a, there's the, at least that exists, that division exists. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And well, establishing yourself as the man or woman and not accepting the titles that they tried to put on you. Right. Cause they're always trying to put on you so that you are that title and then they've got you. Whereas if you just establish yourself as the man or the woman, I here right now, like, they can't, nobody has authority over that. 
Nobody. Yeah, only only yeah. creator has authority over yeah. Ultimately, that man and woman. Totally. Ultimately, I see things a, a little bit differently than than you come from, Angela, with that whole thing. Because I, I don't think they can force even the name, right? It's just that the contract has never been, it's it's never been qualified. It's never mm -hmm. it's never been uh, expressed, if you will. That's right. Uh, and therefore, from a contracting perspective, it is being deemed a certain way. But uh, that's resolvable. So you I can believe clarify. Well. So you understand that, you, like, I'm not this on the driver's end, but this is like I have this, and I'm I am the authorized representative to do with this thing. But uh, if you want me to operate under that, then there's a different. There's going to be some terms of service that have been established. I'm, I'm just right. going. It's the way yeah, just a different works. way of saying it exactly yeah. but you're right. saying the exact we're saying the exact same thing exactly yeah yes. yeah. yeah awesome cool. okay yeah. Folks. Angela so fun so <laughs> great thanks to everybody I hope you really enjoyed this is a lot in this but it's I love it because it's so empowering and it's just another piece of owning who we are coming to know who we are you know passing this wisdom on to our to our children and it's their birth I always say like the health and wellness of our children. It's their birthright to know how to take care of themselves. And I think this is too, right? It's been long forgotten, but we've had so many people doing all the dirty work. Thank you. Thank you to you, Angela, and people that have come before you to decipher all this stuff and just dumb it down. And now it's up to us, each and every one of us. If we know who we are, then I really think it's incumbent onto us to, to move through it and then take the action yeah. and to stand in that space. Right. So I hope you enjoyed this. Check out the link below. Um, check out Angela's work and the work that she is sharing with the other people that she mentioned today. And thank you, Angela, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This is a really great conversation. Thank you. It was really beautiful having the discussion with you guys. So I look forward to doing it again sometime. Awesome. Angela. Thank you so much. Okay. Really fun.